Hey and welcome to the Better You podcast. My name, of course, is Ian Bickle and as you hopefully well know, I am a behaviour change coach that specialises in emotional and binge eating. Um, quick introduction because I don't want to beat around the bush in any way. Today I have a miraculous story, an amazing journey that Sarah has undergone and I really wanted to share this with you guys so you can hear how she's overcome 15 years of kind of yo-yo dieting and binging emotionally eating to the point now that there is no issue. So I'm going to let it go from here. We're we're ready, Sarah? Ready, yeah. (laughs) She's ready, steady, go. Uh, Welcome, Sarah. We have pressed record and Sarah is so excited. She's glowing to be here at this moment with myself recording this mini kind of, I guess, story journey of your transformation so welcome sarah morning so sarah um i just want to from the from the off just say how amazingly like proud i am and i'm so excited to kind of record this because there's going to be so many other people so many other women out there that have been struggling with this for the longest of time um, and I said to you, listen, we need to share this because it could potentially help dozens of other people um, get over the challenges that they are currently facing. Um, so I do massively appreciate your time today. So I'm going to hand it over to you a little bit. Uh, I'll ask a question first. So what? where were you struggling with? What's What's been going on? Where were you before we started working together? So before we started working together, I literally would be on and off a diet or like some sort of like crazy regime that I decided I needed to do for like, I think was said like maybe 15 years when, when you actually asked the question to think about how long I'd been living like this. And it was a case of like restriction, restricting foods, exercising to like extremes, then binge eating to extremes. And then like just all the feelings around binge eating, feeling guilty that then I would start the cycle again where I then need to exercise to an extreme. And it was just like relentless. And it literally took over like, all parts of my life and like all of my thoughts throughout the day really so when you say it took over your life how did it get in the way for you so it would become like like I would miss out on things like I would feel that I couldn't go I, I couldn't go to events or like I would worry like that going somewhere where there was food involved or alcohol that would undo all the hard work I'd done that week of exercise so I might miss out or I might go but have a reason why like I'm not eating or whatever because that was like I couldn't control that and I just had to be in control of like food drink exercise but really like I actually didn't have control because I would then totally lose control and just end up like binging um and then feeling guilty afterwards um yeah I would like sacrifice going to things or going to like social events because 
you know, I, I do that gym class at that time of day and that was like a non-negotiable. And then you look back and like you've missed out on things um, because you thought that going to a gym class was like more important than maybe socialising with friends, family or whatever. What kind of made this like perpetual cycle worse for you? Because, you know, it, it kind of sounds like I think within especially the fitness industry, discipline and disorder, it's a very blurred line. Was that something that really challenged you? Yes, like I've always like gone to the gym, been like active, sporty and, you know, from like an outsider looking in, they probably thought that, oh, like she's, you know, she's always at the gym, like fit and healthy, but really like they don't know that what you're doing actually it wasn't really helping I was getting like overtired like exhaustion not not feeling my body properly and people might think that you know if you're fit and healthy but actually what I was doing wasn't making me feel feel better like exercise is supposed to make you feel better it maybe it did like in the short term but longer term like I was just getting run down really because I was going through periods where I wouldn't be eating enough so then but I'd still be doing like exercise running every day and things like that was there an element of kind of secrecy then behind what you were doing yeah I think so like obviously binge eating isn't something that you do in front of loads of people it would be like it's in the house isn't it by yourself it's you and food and you and that's where I think you feel guilty because people on the outside don't know what's going on behind closed doors um so to everyone else or people for who you go to the gym with or they think that you're you know you're fit and healthy going to the gym eating healthily eating healthily at work maybe but then at home it's like a totally different story it's kind of like yeah people don't see that there's that side to you because they just they just assume you've got it all under control Kind of like you, you live in two lives. Yeah. <laughs> How did that kind of make you feel like binging and, you know, in many ways breaking those promises? Because I'm sure there was several times throughout that period of time that you'd said to yourself, this is the last time you're going to control this. I mean, what was the, the inner narrative around this? And, and what things did you try to do to control it? So... To try to control it, I think you try, like, for example, tracking everything, thinking, right, well, women, 2,000 calories a day, that's, like, what a woman needs. So I'm going to have less than that because I'm going to lose weight. So, like, tracking it, for me, at one point was, like, getting obsessed with numbers. So just telling myself, well, yeah, you might be hungry, but actually you've already had, like, that num X Y number of calories a day or whatever and try to just you know stick to numbers um and ignoring like the fact that you're feeling hungry or you're awake in the night because you're hungry because maybe said being in the gym during the day and then being the work but because i am because my calorie tracker says no you've had your food for the day then that would be it so then when you you know when i might binge and clearly just go way above calories and obviously i wouldn't track them at that point um you kind of feel like you failed and you've got no willpower and 
you know there's a bit of willpower needed to do like to to lose weight and you're just greedy you've got no willpower like look at the state of your kind of thing <laughs> and then guilt when really looking looking back now probably genuinely was just hungry because I'd been to the gym and wasn't feeding my body properly so you tried like you'd mentioned tracking calories and your macros you know with utmost precision um and other means of regulating your behaviors around food like to stop your binge and emotional eating like doing all of those things did it help in any way or do you find that it just made things worse that's definitely made things worse I think at the time if you get like a short-term result like you know I've definitely been one for starting a diet as soon as I know I'm going on holiday like that's like a a thing that would trigger me to start something like tracking calories and yeah for six weeks you might be able to stick to it and you might think oh I'm getting the result like I've finally cracked like dieting and then you realize that actually you haven't at all and it's probably just made the problem even worse again because all of the foods that if you that are restricted throughout like a six-week period then become like guilt around those when I do decide I want to eat them and then eat them to like mega excess you said that you'd been this has been going on for like many years like 15 well over a decade um and i'm really old <laughs> decade. really old younger than me so what's that say about me so you know you said you'd like battled with this if you'd like um what kind of made you shift in perspective we're just talking off the call there about you know how long you were kind of engaging with my content whether you were actually you know hitting the like button or anything like that but what kind of made you go you know what like yeah this needs to be changed and I think Ian Bickle is the man to kind of like help me yeah so obviously I like was a friend with you on Facebook from when I used to go to the gym that you had um and then just started seeing your sort of posts or stories popping up about like binge eating and restriction and as I like watched more of them and read more I thought hmm, that that sounds a bit like me like well maybe there's other people out there who like are doing this as well and I don't need a diet or like and I, I would just read the stories and listen to like you know, the little snippets that you would post when you ran your dog walk and stuff. And then the more that I read, I realised that, like, they all really did apply to me. And I thought, like, I'm watching videos of people who've worked with you who say that they've never, they've, you know, they've never been happier. They're not on a diet anymore. Like, there's no restriction. And it just made us realise that, like, I must fit into a category a bit of people who, who are living like this. And I knew that, I didn't want to be on a diet like that's one thing I knew I didn't want and then I realized that that's actually what like you were offering um but yeah it took ages because I would just sort of sit in the background and like read your read your posts and watch your videos and then eventually like when it got like a rock bottom point I was like right I'm gonna have to do something about this 
you know, and, and you mentioned there, like you felt very like isolated and alone. Is that that yeah. how it felt to you that this just problem was solely afflicting you? Well, yeah, I think like especially with like binge anything, you just put that down to like lack of willpower, and that's embarrassing because like other people can do it, but clearly I don't have the willpower to do it. Other people can go on a diet successfully, but like obviously I can't because look at as I'm having to do loads of different diets and and then I'm binge and like oh, I just don't have the willpower. But actually, you realise that there's there's clearly loads of other people out there who might appear that they're they're on a diet and they're doing great, but you don't know what they're doing behind closed doors. And the likelihood is they're probably binging and feeling guilt and all these like all these feelings around diets as well. And that, you know, I wasn't the only person who who was like feeling this way and going through these cycles. I mean from the off I said like listen this isn't another diet. Um this isn't another thing that's designed to keep you in control. It's actually designed to give you control and freedom like true control over like the emotions and things like that and one of the most impressive things i find with people who are ready to change is like doesn't matter when so we started working together about two weeks before christmas it wasn't i'm gonna wait till january it was two weeks before christmas and you were just saying as well to me that since then two weeks before christmas when all of the food is everywhere <laughs> and then obviously january kicks in where maybe a cereal yo-yo diet is like right i'm going to start being good you go you get your your stomach fill you know because you know you're going to deprive yourself in the subsequent weeks and months um but when people are ready to change i say you're ready to change there's no t- time you could be waiting for fa- fair weather um circumstances for the rest of your life this is something that we can fix you're going to have a life alongside your nutrition and dietary intake so yeah you you were saying you've not binged and it's now what is it like it's practically april that's you know it's the end of march it's practically april since before christmas a couple of weeks before christmas and here you are so like yeah tell us a little bit about like what was different? What what changed in you? Like what happened? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, like you would think, like you would wait till January, like with the mentality I had, like, like oh, like it's Christmas, let's just like eat, get all the chocolate eaten, or get it all out the house, take it all to work. Everyone turns up with like all the chocolate that they don't want anymore because it's January. But like I, I just knew that. Well, like Christmas comes around every year, so like, what's the point waiting until January because then you've got another Christmas coming? Like, that's going to happen every year, and the people around you aren't, their behavior is not really going to change. There's going to be people who start die in January, so I don't know. I think I was so rock bottom, or like, I must have just read something on your post that made us think, right, this is it. I'm just, I'm going to do it now, and I knew I did. Like, I knew that you weren't offering a diet. And I knew that that's what I needed. So I just thought, to be honest, it didn't even cross my mind that like it was Christmas and like to wait till after Christmas, like that wasn't really a thing. 
Um, but yeah, like we spoke just like before this video, like about the fact that I haven't binged at all. And that and I started to say, like, you know, maybe in the first few weeks, like it was me deliberately like not wanting to binge. But then I like I take that back. Like it wasn't even a conscious decision, like, right, you're working with Ian now, like you can't binge, like you need to be fixed. Like it genuinely just didn't happen. Like it was magic. magic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... <laughs> but I think you know, you've spoke to really what it is that we've done there. You know, you said consciously, well, this isn't a conscious problem. Like little, um, there's a little kind of snippet to people who are trying to resolve this issue that are like through this perpetual cycle. This isn't a conscious because you tried all the conscious things. You tried all of the intellectual things that felt or, or sounded right. Restriction, being good, not going out and avoiding social situations so trigger foods weren't even the vicinity not getting in the house and actually i want to talk a bit about our first thing which is still in your cupboard you you can <laughs> you you can tell a story yeah so like when we first started like ian was looking at like what i would eat for breakfast and you know just having an idea of like what i do eat and and he's like, oh, so what about like before the gym? Like, do you not fancy like some like quickly if you're waking up like with not much time, like a bit of cereal maybe? And I was like, oh no, like I don't have cereal in the house. It's like, it's like right. Well, you need to go down to the supermarket tonight and look at all the cereals and choose some. So I was like skipping down to Sainsbury's, like happy as Larry that I was going to buy some like cereal. It didn't have to be like you know one that's supposedly healthy or one that's like low in sugar. I remember like standing ages looking at like all these cereals having never even looked at them because I don't have cereal in the house and like choosing these hazelnut cocoa pops that I thought were going to be amazing like got back home with them and like they're still in the cupboard now so like I don't even like I don't even like them like so I've like kind of put cereal into a box well yeah into like this category where like, I can't have cereal, it's full of sugar, like, you know, it's the sort of thing, I'll just, on a binge, I'll just start eating the whole box, and I've maybe had two bowls of this cereal since two weeks before Christmas, because I don't like it, but I'm just going to leave it in there as a little reminder of, of the progress. Get that box flattened and framed, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Because eventually the cereal will go off. And we don't want moldy cereal yeah. in your cupboard. No, I'm I, not. Good. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, but I think I mean this speaks exactly what we were talking about, and maybe your surprise of like pretty much day one was like, right, you know, this isn't about like, hey, these are your macros, these are, this is your protein target, this is your calorie target. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to kind of create and build, you know, trust and intuition again um what was your kind of i guess overall opinion of how i worked with you which you know we we met weekly on a one-to-one -one basis um what was your thoughts and feelings around the overall like structure of the, the program so like i'm i don't work with like zoom calls or like 
I'm not used to like sitting at a desk and speaking in a camera like some people maybe do that like zoom calls every day for work like I don't so it's a bit like a bit weird like I was a bit nervous to be fair like going on a camera and like opening up to someone yeah like I knew you from the gym but like I wouldn't say like know you personally or anything like that so yeah it is a bit nerve-wracking but like really there's not really that much to worry about I've ended up in like in tears on phone calls but like I always feel much better I've said to you like after we've had our like meeting for the week like I really feel like I'm set up for the day and the week like it, it it's like yeah it puts you on a high after you've after you've had a call and there's like no judgment around it I've, like I say I've sat here and like oh he cried and it's fine like I guess you're going through like a big change in your life so that's going to happen what was your kind of biggest surprise of it all like was it the fact that things just happened so quickly with like I mean you tell me yeah I think that like how quickly I wasn't binge eating like I know I keep going on about binge eating but that that was like a big issue for me um like restriction and binging like how quickly that just didn't happen or like didn't end up my mind again um with no real like you know I didn't have to put any big effort into it it was like we'd had a couple of chats I'd started listening to some podcasts that you'd recommended and and reading a book and before I knew it like I felt like I was on my way like and then you start to think oh maybe this is just like me being in another one of my phases and it's a fluke and give it maybe four weeks five weeks then it's going to happen again and then it just didn't and the longer it goes on the more you trust that actually it's not going to happen and now like you say it's like nearly April and we started working in December and still still hasn't happened it's not gonna happen no I on it won't like it's not a thing now <laughs> like if we look at well this no longer affects you all right what has this allowed you to now do and experience because there's a picture and I'm going to use it as like a cover on this podcast of you eating out with a big smile on your face holding a porn star martini or some sort <laughs> of random feminine cocktail um, guys, actually, I got really drunk on lots of porn stuff, quite sickly after about eight. Um, yeah. But that, for me, just exemplifies exactly what you've done. You know, you're there enjoying yourself and there's not an ounce of, like, worry or guilt or shame. Where are you now in terms of, I guess, enjoying life? Yeah, something like you know being invited out with friends or like planning to go out with family and go out for meals should be like something enjoyable like everyone loves eating out and well I've seen people like love eating out in restaurants um but like for me in the past that would be like right okay so I'm going out for this meal on Friday with my friends like where am I going to restrict throughout the week to like prepare myself for going out for that event and it kind of like just taints the whole like enjoyment of it whereas now like 
you can actually enjoy the occasion for what it is and look forward to it and then you don't need to prepare yourself with restriction throughout the week or like extra exercise you're literally just going out for a meal with your friends like and it, you can just actually enjoy it for what it is it's like you look forward look forward to it rather than you know having to like rejig your life around going out for one meal and a few drinks what about your relationship with exercise as well because that's vastly changed also yeah so I, I, I love exercise I've always exercised but it would be to extremes like you know I would do challenges where where you know I mean some people might do this anyway and be happy with it but really looking back I, I wasn't like I was pushing myself to do things that I didn't want to do running every day for like a month or two or you know like feeling crap after night shifts but like force myself to go down to the gym when like all I needed was a bit of fresh air and like a walk and listen to some music or something and now like I'm into walking loads I need a dog really because I just walk around low fell and sort of park with no dog looking strange but yeah like it's not a punishment it's not a tool for burning calories it's not like it doesn't I don't really need it to set us up for going out for a meal or anything like that I go because I enjoy it and I go when I want and if I don't really want to go then I don't and I don't need to feel like guilty about it for a week I think as well like something that's huge is like how quickly you know these changes really kind of occurred within you to to the point where you are now where it's like you're actually planning things you're looking forward to going out uh you mentioned like going out for restaurants now and no longer like looking at ahead at the menu in advance trying to pick the the i guess healthiest version or the lowest calorie or whatever you actually feeling fully free and in control to go into those situations situations in the past that would have filled you with dread and anxiety now you go into those with a sense of freedom and you know curiosity even um which just massively speaks to the transformation that we've kind of achieved within this because this has not been about like the period of time we've worked together this is very much about like the next 5, 10, 20, 30, and the rest of your life. Um, what would what do you feel about the future right now? You know, like that time in front of you. Like, I know we spoke numerous times, and one of the big things moving forward was, you know, what you this has made you miss out on so many things in life, so many experiences. What about moving forward? Yes, yeah, like I I think like I genuinely have like more time on my hands because this used to occupy like so much of my life like just gym like planning planning everything so that you feel like you're in control of food food prep like not going anywhere without having food with you because you you know you need to make sure it's all being tracked and again like you say looking at menus and choosing that choosing the option like that's the healthiest or least calories before you get there so that when you get to the restaurant you don't feel like you're gonna you know be swayed into choosing something different like that, that's not normal like 
going forward I can just turn up at a restaurant enjoy like having a look at the menu see what I fancy at the time see how hungry I actually am instead of you know making like a thing of it it's like it's supposed to be enjoyable all of these things and yeah I've, I've maybe been haven't missed out on all of them but I haven't really enjoyed them to the extent that I will be able to in the future um like holidays for example in the future I, I can't remember like going on a holiday in the last five ten years where there hasn't had to be some sort of diet beforehand um which again like just takes away from the enjoyment and like build up of going on a holiday like trying to starve yourself before you go so just having the freedom to do and like live how I want and having the time to do things that I actually enjoy that I didn't realize were so important to me until we've like some of the exercises and like sort of tasks that I've done throughout working with you have helped you realize what what actually is important to you what you what makes you feel good and that you've actually probably just been neglecting them for all of these years at the expense of fad diets and like over exercising you know what and like a lot of these recordings even within my content that I produce you know there's not really much talk about food or diet as such as like I call it the x and as an o's and I call it the very surface level stuff um were you surprised with how much I guess freedom there was within all of this because coming from a background of restriction restriction rules rules to now actually trusting your intuition hence me doing like becoming like an intuitive eating counselor on top of what I do you know is that like a big surprise to you also of like really how little to do with food this all was but yeah oh. your, your relationship with it is completely transformed yeah so it, it is like I suppose the most we end up talking about food is when we're like comparing like which sticky toffee pudding's the best or like <laughs> where to go for a good Sunday dinner. It's that like, you know, where you can go and get like a high protein, low calorie lunch if you're out in Newcastle, like make how to stay on track whilst being in town. It's like where like the real good food is, like mm. actually getting excited about it or like enjoying talking about it, not just like where I need to restrict it's it's totally it's about like enjoying food again you know and, and as you say I'm a foodie I love food ex-chef like love cooking love experiencing food love trying new foods and food is such a like an important part of like life and to feel like you've always got to kind of be on edge with it and not trust it it's just as you say, it's just all consuming and it's no wonder people break. And I genuinely hope people have taken a great deal of inspiration from you during this call. I've only got like one or two more questions really to ask you, but, you know, to see your journey and see the change that's happened, like from within and the confidence that you've kind of brought to is just like, really reinforcing for me that like for the passion I have with setting you up for life this wasn't a program designed to kind of keep you in control for the period of time that you were within it like every other diet 
this was actually to give you very much the foundations to never need another thing again. Um, does it almost feel like that's not even a thing like anymore? Like you, you can't go back. Yeah, like honestly, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't not want to go back. Like it's it's like it's sad to think of like all the like fifteen years for me there or thereabouts I feel like obviously to different extents throughout those years but that's like 15 years of like restriction and and maybe it's missing out and for some people like it could be even more but I just think just to like break the cycles being like the best thing to like have freedom and then like look forward to the future I guess there'll be people listening to this watching um who are maybe stuck in the same situation you were in um you know feeling isolated feeling lonely feeling guilty feeling ashamed of their actions not knowing what to do um what obviously doing this has been like an investment and a commitment because that's what's required and now that the next 5 10 20 30 years of your life is kind of like built upon freedom what would your advice be to somebody who is like maybe doing what you're do we're doing a bit of like kind of stalking and like a bit of uh you know listening and gathering information and so on and so forth what would your advice be to them i think you just it is an investment in time and money and i think it's like you can't put a price on how you're going to feel when you realize that the way you've been living isn't really your fault. Like you don't need to feel guilty and there is like a way out. And actually the way out and the way of living afterwards is way easier than it was before. Like it's a it's much easier to live your life the way I am now than prior coming to work with you and you, you won't have those feelings anymore. And yeah, you are gonna have to invest a little bit of money into it, but you've probably spent a lot of money on I don't know, like Slimming World memberships or I don't know, people do like Huel drinks or whatever people are into mm. these days. like or, or personal trainers or coaches that aren't. Like, you know, another diet plan, a 12-week diet plan. I don't know how much you would pay for that, but it's like really not what you need to make mm. you feel better. And I think even if you just have like a chat with yourself, you'll get a feel of how like the calls go each week and it's not it's not like a, a regime or anything it's just like quite informal chat but yeah you go on like a bit of a journey throughout the 12 weeks yeah and finally like are you are you happy Sarah that you I guess took the leap you moved into you stepped into uncertainty you didn't know what was like to come really uh, you may have had an idea but then that was just thrown like yeah, out the window it's have an idea about like you know when you mentioned intuitive and people that like watching this might not have a clue what that was i don't think i did i don't actually think i knew what you did that wasn't a diet really mm. but i just knew that that was what i needed and then yeah like to to hear like the theory behind it all it just makes total sense i'm definitely definitely happy that i like decided to do it 
you know so if you are listening um to sarah's amazing journey and i've told her numerous times how proud of i am of her and you know i want to make sure that she knows that um if you sat there listening the way sarah and i started working together you know it's very much about conversations at first we exchanged a few messages we had a couple of calls um you know and it was making sure that she knew what i was all about and how i was going to help us this is very much about like resolving and fixing this problem that plagued sarah for like seemingly half a life and you know this is about me helping you move out that position so what i'll do in the show notes um i'll put a, a link to have a free conversation with me just a, a quick 30 minute zoom there's nothing salesy you know i'm not going to use like any jedi skills i just want to hear your story a little bit where i can help you and if that is the case um you know we'll, we'll move forward things from there but as sarah said it's a, it's about being ready to change and you know sarah was in the right place at the right time and she could have went to the wrong thing which would have made it worse fortunately she went what i believe this is why my service exists to the right thing uh so i just want to again finally say a huge thank you sarah and a big well done thank you for all your help you're welcome and that is the end of the podcast so first and foremost i just want to say a huge massive thank you to sarah i am so proud of the strength um that she has within her that has just come to the surface it was always there which is absolutely amazing um knowing that 15 years of you know turmoil is just gone and now her future is is set up um for some excitement is hugely gratifying for me and this is exactly why i do that so if you feel like sarah you know stuck in a rut not knowing what to do where to turn having you know in your eye tried everything well let's have a conversation i am currently taking on clients and it just starts with a conversation nothing crazy we are just going to see where you're at and see whether you warrant my sort of help um you know i work with committed individuals because to get out the other side of this it requires for you to be committed go to the website buildwithbickle.com or um, send an email ian at buildwithbickle.com or you can just um, book a free 15-30 minute uh, zoom call with myself we'll just have a, a brief fairly informal chat just to see what's going on and we'll move forward from there so thank you once again for listening make sure you subscribe and share it around please that would be hugely helpful and Catch you next time.